Hello, my name is Lucinda, and I am the <laughs> the owner of a puppy. <laughs> I am your companion on what I hope will be the adventure through health and wellness that I have entitled this healing feeling. That noise in the background that you can hear is my puppy who is between my legs on my bed with a squeaky toy. She is coming up to six months old and it is my hope and dream that one day she'll be my assistant's dog. A podcast on that coming up in a later point. Although my podcast won't be officially won't be officially launching until January, I wanted to give you an idea of a little bit more about me and my goals and ambition for the series. As such, today, uh, day four of the never-ending cold, more on that later, I'm all about the suspense, am I not? I decided to do just a quick little bit about my thoughts and um, my, my, my direction I wanted to go in. So, I will be giving that to you in a second. But what I would like to say is that uh, this is, I hope, a journey that we will be taking together. And as such, if at any point you have any uh, people in your life who've experienced healing uh, from any medical conditions or traumas, or you know any people in the healing world who you feel are particularly effective at what they do, please do DM me on Instagram. Um, uh, so I can reach out to them as I'm always interested in new stories and sharing uh, the successes that occur. Hope you enjoy the next bit. Take care. I'm in a Cornish lane in Cornwall with my puppy. I'm 38 years old. I'm unattached <clears throat> and lucky to be here, in all honesty. I have what is termed as an incurable autoimmune disease, a diagnosis that when I was given at 17 changed my life forever. As a child, I had often felt malaise under the weather, not 100%, and thought it was all in my head. And then suddenly it wasn't. There was evidence of the fact that there was something wrong with me. And I was thrown into the medical world of tests, had bone marrow taken, which was an agonizing experience. And the nurse held, holding my hand cried, though so I managed to stoically keep the tears from overflowing <clears throat> and found myself in a room with a doctor who told me that my life was forever changed. Nothing was sugar-coated and for years I was probably angry that there hadn't been a better way of saying what he said. But actually he did me a favour. Across the table from my parents he said, you have an incurable autoimmune disease called autoimmune hepatitis type 2. 
you will need to be on medication for the rest of your life. You will never be able to get life insurance. It's likely you won't be able to have children. Uh, on your future travels, it would be a good idea if you weren't more than two hours away from a hospital. And by the age of 30, your liver will fail and you will need a liver transplant. And through the blur of shock and confusion, I muttered something about, well, isn't the liver one of those organs that regenerates itself? And he said, no, in your situation, you have stage four cirrhosis. You have the cirrhosis of a hardened drinker. There is no going back. Your liver is very much damaged or a word similar to that. And in a blink of an eye, suddenly, all of my life's plans just went out the window as I realized that nothing was going to be as I thought it was. I'm sniffing a bit at the second because I'm on day four of a cold. And it's the first cold I've had in a long time because on the whole, I avoid people who cough or sneeze or have infections or are under the weather because my immune system is suppressed. They suppress my immune system so that my new liver doesn't get attacked by my body. Because that was the thing. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't think that I would actually accept a new liver. I didn't think I was worth it. I thought I'd just have my years and then I'd die. I'd bow out gracefully, or not as the case may be. Hedonism seemed a really good way forward at that point. And by the time I reached 32, which is how long my liver gave me, I'd fallen in love with life. But I was also so sick that I thought that a liver transplant would cure me. And my, tr my liver transplant is not a cure, it's a treatment. There, is no, there are no guarantees to how long my liver will last for. Could last for years or tomorrow, it might, might fail. And the fragility of life is something I am incredibly aware of. The time spent in hospitals, the time I have been unable to be outside in nature with my dogs or my family, I have felt acutely. And when it got to the point of transplant, Oh, there are two squirrels chasing each other. That is so adorable. <laughs> That's the beauty and, beauty and joy of nature. Two grey squirrels, uh, imports. The red ones have been unfortunately pushed down. The two grey squirrels are just running through the trees above me. Um, so after my transplant, there was this bit of time where I couldn't quite work out why I wasn't feeling 100%. Because having never really felt 100%, I was kind of looking forward to it. And then there was the crushing realization that as grateful, and do not get me wrong, I am so grateful for the gift of life. The gift of life given to me by someone who is no longer here, a deceased owner. Um, I was gutted because 
the life that I'm living now is that of someone on a recovery journey, living with the disease that came to me, no rhyme or reason. I didn't bring it upon myself in a way of choice, although maybe as I'll go on to later in the series, there's a chance that anxiety and the gut wall might have been to blame. Um, but uh, yeah, I was pretty gutted because I, I know I could be doing more. I could be giving back. I could be contributing more to this world that has so kindly given me a second chance. And I'm blessed, super blessed on many levels. One of those things being that I, it's an invisible disease. So on the whole, people can't see what I'm going through. But it also means on the really rubbish days, I can look absolutely fine, but be fighting a battle that you wouldn't even begin to believe. A case in point is today, I think a lot of people wouldn't have got out of bed, to be honest, because I'm not feeling great. And every part of me is aching. Every part of me is heavy. It's a real effort to walk. But, oh my goodness, to be in nature. Ah, uh, you can hear the, the road across from Falmouth, but there are parts of where I live, you just can't hear it. You just go into gullies and valleys and, I don't think it's gullies, that's the wrong word, <laughs> valleys and dips and suddenly you're just totally surrounded by the sounds of birds and leaves and everything else and, oh, it's just heaven. And anyway, so I had this epiphany, I think it was the end of last year, excuse me, appropriate date is on website, but hang on. There had to be, there had to be another way, a better way than this. And so, as much as I know how dangerous it is to slip slide into a social media, like, look at this, click on that, I started clicking. And I started seeing that, one, there were examples of people healing autoimmune diseases, and two, there is a world of, in brackets or quotation marks, healers available to assist you on your journey. Now, I think it's important to say that my belief is the body has an innate ability to heal. However, with every distraction that is thrown upon us, I think often it can be hard for us to find the pieces of the jigsaw that we need to find to heal ourselves. Just from my own research, I think that things like fasting with autophagy, clearing of the cells, the nasty ones from the body, hormetic stress, breathing exercises, meditation, Reiki, EFT, uh, some creative practice, getting out exercise, fresh air, um, just to name some of them, could, for many people, do the job. But that doesn't mean that's the same prescription for everyone. And healers 
someone said it to me very well the other day, healers, a good healer should actually be someone who acts as a vessel to sort of transfer whatever the higher power or higher state wants to convey to us. Now, for those of you who are very, it is what it is, I'm not going to step outside of, you know, what I can see and touch. Bear with me, because I, I do, do get that. One of the reasons I really, really love Reiki is, for whatever amazing reason, seeing colours actually to me does show you that the magic does work. But when we start to talk about higher powers and spirit and, and, and like we're, we're going to probably get into things like quantum healing and angels and a lot of the things that people find very, very important to them and, and definitely believe in the same way that a lot of people believe in ghosts. And we can't explain ghost sightings. I think to be open is such a blessing on a healing journey. To be open and to just give everything a chance. Not everything in this podcast will be for you. In fact, there probably will be things that don't. I don't even know where it comes from. Float your boat is a thing from my childhood. It's probably very on PC when I look it up. But it'll don't excite you. But I hope that by sharing the stories... Sharing the stories, let's see if she comes back. Sharing the stories of people who found ways to heal, the people who've helped others heal, and the self care tools, um, the practices, the modalities, maybe the supplements. Um, whatever might might be part of some people's practices something that i might be able to show you might help there are people selling snake oil there are people charging a lot of money for courses and things uh, which some of them i absolutely would say are probably very very good but i also know that those for those of us who are sick who can't hold down a normal job, who aren't earning, who are struggling to get back on their feet. It's very hard when you see someone offering a course for 2,000, 4,000, 6,000, or even a monthly membership to see how on earth you could factor that into your life. And so hopefully, I think I've repeated a lot of words in this, that's part of my not being 100% well. Can you hear I'm even bunged up again? I will not sniff. Um, and I don't say hopefully, (laughs) and the opportunity to give you tasters and insights into different modalities and practices and healers and and different processes will be a bit like a selection box of chocolates that will give you the chance to make your own beginning of an informed decision. So this was hopefully a shorter version of Um, my longer version of my story uh, which at some point if I think is appropriate I will share but as a first episode to give you an idea of where I'm going I wanted to just do something messy and real while I was sick 
so you can know that I, I am in the trenches with you. I could, no, don't cry. You're in the middle of it like a fetal vein thing. Tapping, very, very helpful. I am not healed. I have learned some healing practices, but I'm not someone who is out there trying to sell any courses or services or anything. I actually just want you to find something that works for you. And if I can help one person, that will be such a blessing. Wherever you are today, take a moment to have gratitude. Take a moment to say to the person that you love or your animal that you love or the place that you like that you love that. Uh, Drink as much water as you can, two liters is good. Investigate whether meditation might be something of interest to you and hit subscribe if you think that maybe this podcast is for you. Who knows? Maybe together, this journey that I'm going on, this patience, responsibility, hero's journey, maybe we'll heal ourselves, or maybe we'll realise that healing, that the healing journey is the journey, that there isn't anything at the other end. Maybe there's just a better quality of life. I don't know. There are so many questions. But I hope that you will join me on this next adventure. Lucinda, over and out. Final words. If you would like to follow um, the program on social media, we are on Instagram. I say we, I'm talking about me and my dogs, uh, on at This Healing Feeling. The, we are also um, on Facebook. There is a, a group for people who would like to see behind the scenes videos and ask me questions and see bits about my weird and wonderful, crazy life, intentional and not at times. And there's also just a page for the podcast uh, where I'll be updating as episodes are launched. Uh, if you need to contact me, I think I've probably just said this, but DM, DM me through Instagram. I, I have a memory issue, as you can tell. And if at any point um, I say anything that it seems a bit weird, please understand it's just I sometimes don't have a, a kind of a, a what's it called, a, a limiter on what I say. So I just kind of say things that come out of my mind and I, I can't stop it. More on that later as well. Uh, also, this I am in no way medically trained. All opinions are my own. Uh, I only know about my medical condition and the choices I've made with my medical condition uh, are mine and mine alone. So please do not embark on anything. I'm not even going to bother trying to cut the sound of the squeaky toy out. Do not embark on anything without consulting a medical practitioner if you are under one. And at all times, use common sense and a good dose of listening to your gut and your heart. Take cautious care. Lucinda. Ciao.